you are listening to Single Sirs. My name is Arno Marturay, and I am your host. Single Sirs is a podcast dealing with design, architecture, business, and city building in which I interview an expert on a specific subject matter. Together, we dive into that topic and challenge conventional thinking in a thought-provoking conversation. For our inaugural season, we have some great guests lined up and you can expect to hear about such topics like social media for architects, organizational culture, criticism in media, and architects not practicing architecture, among many others. I sincerely hope that you will find these conversations as engaging as I did and learn a thing or two in the process. Don't forget to send us your comments, criticism, and praise. To do so, you can email us at hello at rvltr.studio or leave a comment online. You can also subscribe to the podcast on our website at rvltr.studio. Catherine Krug is the product director at Our House, which provides prefabricated residential buildings for landowners and real estate investors. Catherine is responsible for the design outcome, meaning defining and optimizing the Our House product line in terms of user needs and functionality, marketability, and pricing. Our House came to be in 2018 to provide affordable and sustainable housing for urban families. They design, build, and deliver turnkey mass timber residential buildings that can be customized to fit the market needs. This is our third installment in the Mass Timber series of interviews that we've had on this podcast. Check out episodes 108 and 204 with Andrew Wall and Michael Green, respectively. So thank you very much, Katrin, for being on the show. Thank you, Arno, for having me. Pleased to be here. So let's start with a really hard question. And can you tell us who you are and what you do in three sentences or less? Well, three sentences. Okay. So my name is Katrin Krug. I am the product director at Arhus Solutions. So that means that I am responsible for the outcome of what we build, and I speak for the client's voice in our design. And uh, I also collaborate across the disciplines in the design and construction of our repeatable buildings. That's perfect. So short and sweet, how I like it. Okay. Um, can you tell us what the Our House mission is exactly? So the RHS mission is really to provide um, new forms of housing types that can fit within the urban fabric of the city of Toronto and then in other urban areas. So we have um, building models that can fit on main streets and we have building models that can fit seamlessly into uh, lower scale residential neighborhoods. And it's really about providing homeowners and property owners with the ability to self-solve housing needs for both themselves and for the city at large. So does that mean that you're bypassing the whole design process and you sell turnkey solutions or is there still architects and designers involved? We, it's a little of both. So we do have the architects and designers involved in uh, the design from inception of our products. And uh, what we do with that is create a repeatable building model. And those can be sold as a product to homeowners in a turnkey format. So it does really take away a lot of the back and forth and the lengthy process that's often associated with building uh, projects, especially in urban areas. Mm -hmm, that makes sense. So we, we heard a lot about the missing middle in Toronto and elsewhere, but particularly in Toronto. So can you tell us what the missing middle is in your own words and how does our house contribute to solving that challenge? Sure. So the missing middle to me, um, it's something I encounter 
professionally and also personally. Um, I'm a young urban professional living in downtown Toronto, so I am personally very familiar with the difficulties of acquiring housing that um, isn't on one of two extremes, either in a very tall high-rise condo Mm -hmm. or a ground-related detached home, which is completely unaffordable to myself and a lot of other people, I think, who are in my shoes. To mere mortals, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, with that landscape, we don't have a lot of options for people who want something that's a little more in the middle, the missing middle. So um, we're providing at our house a solution that can be at a scale that's a little more humanized, a little more pedestrian friendly for people to live in um, without having to be a multimillionaire or uh, I have the funds to buy a house or you want something that's a little bigger than the standard cookie cutter 500 square foot condo. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I live in one myself right now and it's fine, but um, we thought adding a little more variety to the urban fabric would be something that would be well received um, by property owners and by also the city approval authorities that we work with. Yeah, and that's 500 square foot condo. You can't raise a family in it. So it works for a certain population, but not for others. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you said, you just mentioned the fact that you're bringing a product to market that uh, uh, responds to a demand. How has the response been so far? Actually, the response has been very good. We've had a lot of interest in the multi unit uh, projects. So those are six story. Um, we call them townhouses, but they are multi-unit buildings mm-hmm. and they have had a great reception because they're just so unique compared to what else is on the market right now, because we do offer, you know, a smaller scale building. And especially during COVID, it's been well received because we don't have common corridors. We don't have a lot of common space in the building. We have a lobby that you enter and uh, walk up an elevator or walk up a set of stairs or take the elevator directly to your unit. So you're still living in a building with maybe a dozen other people, but it's a much more livable scale, I think, for people. And especially right now in COVID, it's been very popular. So that's with our laneway or our multi-unit housing. And then we have our laneway suites, which have also had a lot of interest as the city has uh, introduced permissions to allow for laneway housing Mm -hmm. in the city. And we're seeing a lot of response from people using them. Um, We thought it would be a lot for rental units, which we are seeing, but a lot of people want to use them to house family members, which is another interesting application for multi-generational housing and also a little more missing middle housing fitting into the urban landscape. Yeah. And just to clarify, the townhouse product is called Our Town. And uh, you do have a name for the uh, laneway and the smaller uh, designs that you sell as well? Yeah, we're calling those Our Lane. Our lane. Sticking with the R theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it works. It's memorable. Um, yeah. So you mentioned COVID a second ago. Like, how has it impacted your company? Yeah, it's been um, quite a ride, as I'm sure it has been for everybody. We, um, Our company switched to working from in an office setting into a remote setting, which actually the transition worked out pretty well because everyone who works here is pretty tech savvy. So it worked out. Um, mm-hmm. A bigger complication was that we were in the middle of the construction of our pilot project in the spring when COVID hit. So we did experience um, some 
delay regarding COVID and the construction shutdown that we were forced to take. But um, other than that, once the once the restrictions were lifted, we were able to continue on uh, fairly fairly as scheduled because there aren't that many workers on the site either. When we're building with mass timber, it's a smaller project, so it's a little easier to uh, get around the COVID or to abide by the COVID restrictions that are in place with distancing and masking. So has the, the increased interest in your, your products as a result of COVID led to new projects for you guys? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, kind of hard to answer because uh, COVID happened very, very early in the inception of the company. Yeah. So it was our first, our first building. So it's hard to know what the comparison might've been if COVID never happened. Um, so that's a bit of a, a trickier. That's okay. It's okay to not have an answer. Okay. Um, so, so we talked a little bit about the missing middle and, um, and what that, what that means for our house and, and its line of products. What is the relationship of uh, the missing middle to housing affordability and how does that play in with the Our House mission? Hmm. I guess I would say that the relationship between missing middle and housing affordability just means that there aren't a lot of options that are in the middle. So we have housing options that are very expensive right now. Mm -hmm. And then we have housing options that are relatively less expensive, they're still quite expensive in many cases. Um, but what we wanted to offer at our house as part of our mission was housing solutions that can fit into um, places that people want to be living. So we're seeing a lot of interest because our products can be built on main streets that are served mm -hmm. by transit, that have walkable amenities, that have local shops, local pubs and restaurants to visit. And that's a really attractive um, part of our, our building, I would say. And um, it also provides more rental stock to the city. So the plan is to really scale the R town and have lots and lots of these across the city and really bolster the housing supply, which we feel is a good way to create more housing options and more affordability with more supply. So do you guys have an objective in the next few years, decade or so, of how many are towns you'd like to build? Or is that a oh, secret? hundreds. Hundreds? Hundreds. We, we don't want to stop. There's nothing really to limit us. We're, we're ready to you know, scale across the city. We're ready to move into other cities, other jurisdictions in the province and across the country. And mm -hmm. we're already starting to work in some other municipalities. So we can expect to see more of this growth happening, not just in Toronto, but in other urban centers in the country. That's great. Um, so let's go back to the, the designs themselves a little bit. And what makes uh, our town special? Sure. So I think one of the best things about the buildings, um, one of the things I mentioned is the scale of the building that you're in a more, um, you're in a, a building with fewer units. So you have a little more familiarity with your neighbors. It's a little more a friendly neighborhood setting um, mm -hmm. in terms of the scale. But I think what's really special about the design of the suites themselves is that we really take sustainability seriously and we really take the concept of well-being in the place you're living seriously and incorporate that into our designs. So rather than what 
like I was describing with typical condo units, we have actually through units in our buildings. So you have windows on the front and the back. So you have multiple mm-hmm. air, uh, access to light and you have opportunity for ventilation by opening your windows and having cross ventilation through. And the size of the units themselves is quite generous. They're around 800 square feet. Um, they can be configured in different ways as well. So it's meant to um, have the building grow with the owner's desire, desire or intention. So if they wanted to keep the units all as one bedrooms, they can do that. If they wanted to modify some and create additional bedrooms, they have the flexibility to do that over time Mm. or go back and go back to one bedrooms. So the flexibility is a really unique aspect, I think, to the design. Yeah, and it's mostly prefab, right? Can you talk a little bit about the uh, building process, design process, building process, and how it's it's assembled once uh, once it's on site? Sure. So we do design, as you said, a prefab um, CLT mass timber. So we have a number of designs that we have done that are meant to fit within the common lot sizes across the city. So. Mm-hmm. Um, on main streets, we typically have 20 foot frontages. And so we have designed to accommodate for those 20 feet, mm-hmm. a single self-sustained um, uh, building with an elevator. But then that can be repeated over a series of uh, adjacent lots. So you can go from a 20 foot to a 40 to an 80 foot building. It's always going to be at a six story height generally, but we can go taller as building codes you know, evolve to allow for more height. Very slowly. Very slowly. So you um, could realistically have an entire block frontage that's, that would be made of units, right? Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also, um, we don't provide for underground space in the buildings as well. It's all at grade so that there's minimal disruption to the surrounding area during the construction process as well. So the prefab building coming in with wood panels means we're not pouring concrete. We're not creating lots of dust. We're very clean and minimally impactful to the neighbors. So is that model designed to not have any uh, room for cars or is, is or you accommodate that in a different way? Yeah, we do accommodate for cars. We've got uh, surface parking okay. for the building, but um, that's located at the rear and it's accessible from a rear lane. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's an interesting and our, so the mass timber structure is CLT do you have uh, CLT panels for the walls as well so it's all, uh, almost 100% prefab and then you just go in and do the finishes and fixtures and stuff right that's right so we build the panels in a factory setting and then they're shipped to the site so we can actually um, erect the structure in a matter of weeks. It's it's very fast to go up. It's two pan two story panels on a six story building. So you can imagine it's it's pretty fast and straightforward. And then, as you said, yes, we do the finishings after the structure is done. And I assume because you don't um, dig down for parking, you save a ton on construction too, right? Absolutely. Construction costs. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, you touched briefly on the sustainability of the the whole. Uh, design, but can you tell us a little more about that? What is what does sustainability mean for our house, and how your your uh, models specifically how each is is sustainable? Sure. So I can speak to it in a couple of categories. So one is the mass timber itself as a material mm-hmm. um, versus traditional concrete. So 
mass timber being a naturally renewable resource. We're happy to be using that as a construction material and minimizing our carbon footprint by using mass timber and uh, creating less construction waste. Because since we design the panels offsite, you can really do your quality control and make sure you're only cutting as much wood as needed to be shipped out to the site. So we're minimizing, you know, material waste, we're minimizing transportation uh, in the actual construction by using mass timber. So that's the first aspect. And then the second aspect, I would say, is in the actual building itself with the envelope being, you know, it's a very tight, robust envelope. So the need for power heating systems is very minimal. We actually power our buildings with electricity. So there's no natural gas. And that also helps to minimize our carbon footprint with a clean energy system. And then we use the standard Energy Star appliances. We have low flow fixtures for our plumbing and really just minimize the amount of resources. So now that you just completed the pilot project, uh, as far as I can tell, what were the biggest challenges for you guys with this uh, first one? Mm -hmm. So the COVID, I mean, that's almost like repeating myself again, but the COVID uh, impacts were a bit difficult. There's a lot of, um, you know, disruption to supply chains that I think our house and there probably isn't a builder out there who isn't experiencing issues related to the supply chain right now that we don't really have a forecast on when it's going to change or how it's going to change. But mm -hmm. that is one of the challenges that we're going to be working with. But um, we're still, despite that, like we're committed to our mission of fixed timelines and fixed fixed costs so that we can really keep delivering a repeatable product. So the idea is to um, keep building and improving on our first pilot project into subsequent projects. And despite those challenges, we're going to make it work. <laughs> so when's the next one uh, breaking ground? The next one should be breaking ground, I think, in the early next year in the west end of the city. So our pilot project is in the east end of Toronto, and we are working to start construction in the uh, Etobicoke area in the next few months will be our next one. Well, that's cool. That's near where I live. Okay. Um, uh, so we've touched brief briefly on like how many of those you'd like to build, but what are the next steps on a more from a more concrete perspective for our house? You you know you're going to break ground on new projects. What's the mm -hmm. next big thing for you guys? So I think one of the next big things is the rollout of garden suites. So mm -hmm. that will be um, the laneway uh, zoning that came into force a couple of years ago. The city has looked at that. And then they realized that, okay, we have about um, just under 50,000 properties that could qualify for laneway housing, mm. but we have upwards of 400,000 properties that could qualify for garden suites. And so what a garden suite is, is a, build, a building in a backyard, but there's no laneway um, attached. So the access is through the front of the property, but it would be an even smaller scale build than the laneway suite. But there are lots of opportunities because of just the quantity of properties that would qualify and could be interested in having this as an extension of their own home or as an accessory dwelling for a family member or a small rental property to earn some extra income. So we're excited to see that as it starts to roll out probably in the next early 2021, 2022. 
we're in. Oh, yeah. you think they were going to uh, change the zoning as, as soon as that time? It's, yeah, they've been working on it through this year. Mm -hmm. So the latest I heard was by the end of 2020, fall 2020, we'd be seeing it come into force. Well, I hope so you're right exciting. because they're, they're usually a lot slower than that. But uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see what those products look like. So that concludes the interview. Thank you very much, Catherine, for your time and uh, enthusiasm. And uh, I wish you the best of luck in, in everything you guys do. Well, thanks so much. I know it was really great speaking with you. Hey, Arno here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll come back for more. Please share with your friends and colleagues and remember to subscribe on our website at rvltr.studio. Until next time, ciao.